0: Hello, Aussie Bognops here. That's right, your favourite part of the podcast. Now, I'm here to let you know that this episode is another of what we call the Shed Sessions, so the audio quality might not be quite up to 100%. On the other hand, this is another episode of the Shed Sessions, which means the swearing is on about 130% and the drinking's on 150 so you can rest assured that the odd tinny reverberation aside, this is every bit as unbearable as our usual fare. So sit back, uncork a bottle, and enjoy. BOT Exit! Stage left! <laughs> all right. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Peggy Mount Calamity Hour. I'm Dr Velvet. I'm Blackout. And we're here to not only view, but to listen to the melodic meanderings of tunage from the telly. This week, we're a treble clef of presenters, as we're joined once again by Mr Ozzy Bognoffs. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you. Lovely to see you both. How are you both doing? Well, we're all right. Are you?
1: Better for seniors. Yeah, oh, yeah, well, yeah. there you are, you see. Yeah. And for you, dear listener, thank you for coming round to our casual cultural critique of vintage television, where Britain's best-loved battle axe is never far from our minds, because here, all roads lead to the mountain. If you head over to peggymountpod.com, info for the episodes we're discussing is in the show notes there. You can find us on the socials, get in touch to say hello, or ask us when we're going to cover your favourite thing. Before we have our heads held under the surface of a concrete tank full of noxious chemicals who being riddled with filth, gentlemen, I've got to ask, what are we drinking?
0: It's still hot in the city tonight. I'm being plain and straightforward, with a bit of Moretti, uh, Moretti fair. lager. Yeah, do you know, okay. it is one of these drinks. It just quenches. It quenches it, thirst. It leaves vapor trails, but it does quench. Do you know what I mean? Ah. I can't see them though, because I can't turn myself inside I guess, out. I guess I'm not very talented. <laughs> I've been working on it, but I can't do it <laughs> yet. What about yourself, Mr. Bognerb? Port. Ah, you go down there and join your friends. I will in a minute, but what about the port? Uh, a delight. <laughs> Cannot wait. Good, Cannot good. wait. Excellent. Third bottle. And Mr Blackout.
1: I've got a bottle of... Shepherd Neem, India Parallel. The whom? The Shepherd Neem.
0: Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. yeah. They I, used to was, have uh,
1: I was sick on their doorstep once. True story. Do they know? They, well, they had to clean it up, so I imagine so.
0: Oh, so they did clean it up. <laughs>
1: I don't know, I'd left. Oh, I, was, I, was, next to I was drunk to the point where I was sick on that doorstep. So, you know. <laughs> I did come back in and have another drink immediately afterwards, but there we go.
0: Yes, Newcastle Brown.
1: <laughs> Nothing puts you off. Anyway, gentlemen,
0: so on to the first of tonight's televisual treats, which is not only gentle on the eyes and the ears, but it is a platform for one of the most talented individuals this side of TMS at Lime Grove.
1: Head and the Tail was a likely factual programme produced by BBC for its children's strand and helmed by Derek Griffiths. It began in 1977 and ran for 13 episodes over two series. Appearing via voiceover to accompany footage about a range of animals, Griffiths would relay facts, humorous conversations, and specially written songs to give a feel of the subjects in question. We watched the Dip and Clip episode, first broadcast in June of 1979, in which we are floored by the revelation that animals don't wear clothes, and yet look at all the coats they have. Deep stuff
0: heads and tails da-do, da-do, do-do, do-do, do-do. it's Greatest iconic big tune in the history of children's television I would argue that point I mean to me yeah right right okay sung by one of the most quite rightly celebrated stars of children's BBC at the time and versatile and versatile and versatile Because if you listen to this, you can tell that the one thing he couldn't do was play the drums. Because there are no drums in this. Mm. There's guitar and there's piano and there's a synthesized bass. And him. And that's all you need, basically, for an entire panoply of symphonic texture and damn good songs. And a night in. And a night in. That's all I need Derek Griffiths. A night in with Derek Griffiths. And we're reviewing that in the next series. You might just. Perfect. Mm. If you listen to Derek, please.
1: I take it we all used to absolutely fucking love this as children. Mate. Yeah? How could you not? Well, I did used to, but purely for Griffith's energy. Yeah, yeah Because I'm, I'm not going to lie, wildlife footage bores the arse off me. Of course. And that's all this is. Mm-hmm. That and Derek Griffiths.
0: It's such a simple concept, isn't it? It yes. is. Stock footage yeah. with Griffiths and the electricity coming out of him as a songster and as a narrator Yeah. yeah. and a character actor. It's a bit like sort of... You expect it to be Johnny Morris light, but actually, it's not. It's far more charming, far more genteel, and far more clever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to me. S- yeah, storyteller, composer, performer, narrator. Yeah, it's all there. Absolutely. I mean, literally. You know, someone's walked in and they put the cans on. They're random. There's some. There's some film of animal. Yeah. Put put it together, and yeah, all right.
1: Well, that's the thing I've got to say that. We get the uh, the iconic theme tune on the way in. We do. And then the pace drops through the fucking floor as we're just watching sheep going into to be de loused.
0: I was loving the, the robins taking a bath first. Yeah, me too. Me too.
1: It's, like that, that's words. too brief. That's just like, he's it's, not going to. The sheep are the, the stars here. They,
0: well, yeah, they are. I mean, it's a very different. Kind the, of there's bath.
1: about eight minutes footage of the sheep. That's what we're interested in. The yes. robins are like, look, Robins, yes, whatever.
0: That's all the shit. That's all the robins would allow. That's all they would be paid for in appearance <laughs> fees. face. That's all it was. Do you know what, <laughs> what I mean? But yeah, God, oh, now nah, they'll all have it. We've got sheep being reluctantly taken to uh, to be dipped
1: and clipped. Yeah, they're not happy about it.
0: No, dipped apparently in what looks like um, mushroom soup. I got the impression it was like wet cement. To be honest, it, <laughs> it was could a- be. You know, I did love the idea very cunningly slid in of Griffith saying a helping hand, or maybe a helping foot.
1: Mind, how many children's programmes can you name where a farmer is seen standing on a sheep's head to keep it underwater? This is brutal.
0: Well, the the B roll from Ragdoliana is probably one of those places.
1: <laughs> We're just lucky that uh, Griffith's music didn't come out like Slayer.
0: Right. <laughs> now, there's a stadium gig I would go to. Mm-hmm. Yes. Slayer supporting Derek Griffiths. The only reason it didn't is because Jonathan Corden threw a wobbler in the BBC canteen. Probably, yeah, <laughs> indeed. And somebody caught it. That was a worrying thing. Right. Um, I did like the stereotypical farmer. You know, flares, um, white shirt, cap and beard. Yep. And I was expecting Phil Drabble to come in and give a bit of a hand. Of course, the show is predominantly musical. Mm-hmm. We have a beautiful song called Dip That Sheep. All come. about
1: all about sheep maintenance.
0: Indeed. Can we have a clip of that, please? We
1: most certainly can.
0: Ken! Mm. Sheep dip from head to toe. Dip that sheep, dip that sheep before you let her go. Dip that sheep, dip that sheep to clean the fleece. Dip that sheep, dip that sheep, get rid of ticks and fleas. Clip that sheep, clip that sheep, shear her clear of wool. You know what I need at this point at 10 to 2 on a Tuesday afternoon? Is um, a multi-tracked Derek Griffiths singing "Dip That Sheep" a yep. samba in C-sharp minor? It's absolutely sensational. Mm-hmm. Love
1: yep. it. Yep. Him, a guitar, and as many fucking tracks for his vocals as he requires. And why might that be? One asks oneself. Could it be something to do with the surreptitious musicians'
0: union rate deal of of the time, where if you had to do an overdub, you had to wind back the tape and pay another session fee? So Boom. it comes out like the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. Absolutely. <laughs> Fair play to him. Absolutely. Fair With play a song that's very basic, very simple, all it needs. And all the songs in this are like that. I love it.
1: Yeah. And then we're on to um watching a sheepdog being hosed down. Or as and I know it,
0: a Julux dog. Yes, indeed. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It looks like it would rather fucking drown in paint. Yes. Yes. It's not happy. It's it's gearing up to savage those two kids that are watching it. Yes.
0: But, you know, we were talking about stock footage. I was trying to work out what language the kids were saying. Was it like Klingon or something? It was just... <laughs> of course. Children of the corn there, mate. It could lie, so, Absolutely, <laughs> you know. <clears throat> there's a bit of that going on, Father's Day at the school, one card, 200 signatures. Yeah. But all this is in small, I think, introduction to the mm. pigs. The pig the pigs like to wallow don't they they
1: do splashing about in the clods. Cocky pigs <laughs> absolute pigs. filth
0: absolutely which they love of course one of those pigs i reckon is 48 stone you think just the one i've got yeah the others aren't because the, the others can't get the food because <laughs> he gets there first <laughs> pushing them out the way yeah out the way that's the why a pig would be 48 stone but yeah yeah the pigs like to wallow and of course Derek underlines this musically. We wallow, we wallow, we wallow in mad. You might think we shouldn't, but we think we should. Cos we think wallowing is wallowing good. So we
1: wallow, yes wallow.
0: I seem to remember, and I'm sure Mr Blackout has probably done the research on this, that these had the fuck repeated out of them.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. This felt like a much bigger thing. You find out there are only 13 episodes, you're like, really?
0: And I remember, I mean, the thing is, you could watch the same episode three weeks on the trot, and and not remember a thing about it. It's like mm-hmm. because it's washed over you in that lovely genteel way.
1: But it absolutely draws you in when you're watching it. It doesn't absolutely. matter that you've heard these absolutely. facts before, like one like barrel and shit. I,
0: it's 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 a trick, isn't it? It's a clever trick, this. Yeah. 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 And it, it's got that yeah, it's got that um, clever enough to get merch out of it. The album. Mm-hmm. I think there was a couple of books. Yeah, yeah. Cool. But it has that, yeah, what we, the Mr. Ben factor. Of mm-hmm. course, People yeah. that went on forever. Yeah, 13 episodes. 13. Bagpuss. Yeah. 13 episodes. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Um, from pigs to rhinos.
1: Yeah, we're off the farm. We're onto library footage of a completely different grading. Yeah, no, no one's going to try and match this. No, put it in, rhino. Exactly. I'm surprised it wasn't in black and white and upside down. Huh?
0: <laughs> and the quote of the decade. Just look at the thickness of that horny hide. Yes. That's a man who's at the end of his session thinking, "Get me out of this door now it's I'm starting to sweat
1: that line was written at about quarter one them on uh,
0: by somebody who was drunk on a bar floor and staring up at Bernard Manning yes having drunk all <laughs> the bottoms of everybody's glasses right yeah
1: then we got then we got a duck which is really fucking put out because someone's interfering with its eggs
0: right yes true true and no actually yes with the eggs but also with the feathers mm-hmm. duck down
1: mm-hmm and Derek does like is either his fourth or his fifth song. It's about all the animals this time,
0: and they've all got different quotes, yeah, you weren't convinced about this though, doctor. I was not I was not I think I think the tune itself
1: nice, yes, yes,
0: the lyrics Ooh.
1: well how's again, that, it, how, it, how's that crowbar it, it's It's a bit more broad, but you know what? we're pushing the fifteen minutes now, mm. yeah, as has been noted. He's racking up the fees for this. I'm going to use a sign for something else. I'll just change a few of the words. That's fine. I can do that on the morning on the way in on the bus. Lovely. Yeah. And then a crash zoom into a moth
0: on the side of a tree. Uh-huh. Clearly, crash zoom, yes. But, oh, what's this thing? Off focus. All right. Okay, fine. <laughs> and it's next to something else that's really difficult to spot. And that is the, the budget of this show. Yeah, <laughs> you're yeah, right. Right. But that's part of the, the genius and the Indeed. charm of this. yeah. This costs now to make. Of yep.
1: course. Well, apart from, apart from Griffith's, Griffith's. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. yes.
0: <laughs> Which apparently roll into the millions by this point Excellent mm-hmm. And uh, the then with a um, the chameleon, so a bit of colour at the end No, well, well, well they
1: ish. say that, but it, it wasn't actually there I think that's just them filming a tree yes. and saying, Well, I'm thinking this he, he ends by saying that nothing can change its coat as fast as a chameleon And then we get 30 seconds of footage where a chameleon doesn't change colour that's true. We, we see, around, but it's still just chameleon coloured.
0: To the accompaniment of the thing that everybody remembers about heads and tails, which is the scat singing version of it. Yes. do yes. And it's magic, absolutely magic. And then home. Oh. A perfect point to end. Absolutely, Mister Blackout. How many pegs would you like to place upon the tail of something that also has a
1: head? The head and the tail is. Animal magic on glue. Nine
0: out of nine. Yeah. You Expected. Expected and... Yeah, nine. It is and does everything it's meant to. Griffiths is a god. The whole idea of this is beautiful in its simplicity. Mr Bogdard. Eight out of nine. What's but happening part? here now what? with this? What? what? What's going on Yeah. What? 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 Essentially, mm-hmm. let's look at a clever use of stock footage with... Derek Griffiths in his imperial phase, mm-hmm. absolutely stealing the show. Mm-hmm. However, this particular episode, I would have liked more Griffiths and a bit less imbalanced, undergraded stock footage. There's always, always one, isn't
1: there? There's always one.
0: You know, well, when you know what's coming. Aussie Bognobs hates Derek Griffiths. No, I do not. <laughs> oh, oh, contraire,
1: doctor. Oh, contraire. He's, he's going to be there when Griffiths is round. He's going to be leaning around his shoulder and I don't hate you, Derek. I just think you can be better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I mean, Derek, if you're listening, please come and do one of these with us. My God, please come and do one of these with us. So, with these genteel thoughts in mind, Mr Blackout, um, how many steps are you going to traverse through the sheep dip to get to the rhinoceros' horny hide?
1: Well, I've got to wring my trousers out on the way, so I'm going to take a leisurely three.
0: Three it is. <gasps> So
1: D. So Griffiths appeared in the cinematic retooling of Are You Being Served, alongside John Inman, who rocked up in an episode of Two in Clover next to Sid James, who was of course George out of George and the Dragon with Peggy Mount. Sissy, <laughs> clear the table. Magic, I thank magic, you. magic. I Thank you. Lovely, lovely,
0: lovely. And about yourself, Dr. Velvet. Um, well, I can do this in two. This is sounding good.
1: Pigs on the trot. What a lot of pigs on the trot.
0: Dee Griffiths provided voice work for Super Ted, as did Melvin Hayes, who appeared in 1966's Rome Sweet Home, with why do, why do I uh, peggy mount, peggy mount? You well, that's
1: well, shout them all back in the shoebox. We're playing cards better, now. Better, yeah. better, better. Playing the judge,
0: playing the Yes, I think so.
1: I think and so, so Mr. Bognops, are you going to show us up? One. <laughs> Diving ducks don't dabble much, they dive. Underwater, they feel so alive. Long
0: tail... Dee Griffiths was in that episode of Blankety Blank with Peggy Mount. I mean, I don't know why you two didn't think of that.
1: You're never going on your Honda like that.
0: There's not a lot to be said after that, really, is there? I'm in the mood for Thingage, Do you know, so uh, let's watch the Things.
1: Have you noticed that people who drink gin with tonic, whiskey with ginger ale, brandy with soda, find it easy to mix? While people who drink vodka don't.
0: That's why Canada Dry have perfected Vostok. Vostok is a
1: new, slightly pink, lightly aromatic mixer made to go with vodka. Vostok. Made to help vodka drinkers mix. Headache. Tense, nervous headache. When tension in the muscles at the back of the neck creates a sensation of pressure, and so builds up to headache pain, that's the time to take anodine. A laboratory tested formula to relieve pain, ease the sensation of pressure, and so relax the tension. When you need relief, remember, nothing acts faster than anodine. If you're not so. Twist
0: it. You don't know what two. Really do the twist. The super twist.
1: Just add the noodles to boiling water, add the flavor pack and simmer for four minutes. On, twist no Kellogg's yeah, Super Noodles. noodles. Twist. Add a new and twist, twist to mealtime.
0: Once again, the things outdo themselves. They're beautiful things. I have not bought so many things for such a long time. I'm covetous of the things. Right. Anyway, just to get over that, I am in a good mood, gentlemen. Glad to hear it. Yes, yes. Do you know why? Do tell. Because I'm in me seat, and I'm about to be in company. <laughs>
1: See you. John and Sheila's coming for dinner. There be the four of us, only the four of us In Company was a short-lived late-night show of ambience, chat, and music hosted by Cleo Lane and Johnny Danquith, which aired over the festive period of 1975 to 76. We've watched the first episode, which went out on the 30th of December at half nine, in which John Thor and his wife, Sheila Hancock, are coming for dinner. And it's only the four of them, only the four of them.
0: We had to do just to cut it down to that long. You'd right. be surprised. It's actually tomorrow. <clears throat> and I think that's a fair tribute. Absolutely. To yeah, one of the best tribute. signature tunes and title sequences in the history
1: of broadcasting. Indeed. Mind. When Cleo picks up the phone. Yeah. She doesn't say hello. No. She no. just gives it three seconds then invites whoever's waiting on the other oh, end yes, over for dinner. Yes. yes. Then, then, if, if you pick, if you phone someone up and you hear it go up and you don't hear the word hello, you wait for them to start speaking, don't you? Indeed. So Usually, like Sheila Hancock is waiting in absolute silence, going, "What's going on here? Like, Do you want to come over for dinner?" <laughs> Before she even answers, she's coming over for dinner.
0: But there is something quite curious about this, Mister Blackout, which is we're about to embark on half an hour of um, silent men.
1: Well, Johnny's a musician.
0: Yeah, he's sorting his Dankworth. tapes out. He's sorting his know, tapes out behind the oak panel. And...
1: Yeah. <laughs> Mr Dankworth, I can understand how, like, you know, he's there to enjoy dinner. He's played the saxophone. Do he all does, all but it. he... That's his bit. He
0: doesn't look too enamoured at the fact that John and Sheila are coming to dinner. They are. They are, they? are coming. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What proof have we... What evidence do we have of this? That they're coming over for dinner. Ah. Well, phone rings, door chimes in comes company yeah of course
1: phone rings door chimes in comes company no strings good times just chums company John and Sheila's coming for dinner of course
0: yep. of course, yep. of course. Yep. it's yep. the usual yep. way it happens
1: isn't it yep. you,
0: but not at gunpoint which it appears to have here
1: and they're over for, for for songs for anecdote. they come over to hear Cleo sing that's what it is yeah Cleo's going to be singing through this
0: indeed over As if this
1: show was devised by Scylla Black. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. It's and also, right. in old fact, old you know what? Fucking know, before we even get there, she's on there saying it's only the four of them. only the
0: four of them.
1: Do the drummer, the bass player, and the pianist not fucking count? This is it.
0: And the 50 piece camera crew. And the OB truck outside.
1: Quite. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, they've had their dinner, you see. They're Lo- all given a Greg's pasty. Lovely wallpaper. Lovely wallpaper, but you can't see for the orc panelling. No. That's the problem. There's a lot of that going on. Now, loving isn't easy a song with music by Mr. Dangworth and lyrics by (laughs) Lelaine. Essentially, a a complex versing to relationships, essentially to the bass line from Gran. Nice. Yeah. And featuring Kenny Clare on drums, affectionately known as Isaiah, hashtag if you know, you know. Um, Paul Hart on piano, who is having the time of his life. He's enjoying himself. And what a shirt. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And Paul Westwood on bass, possibly the coolest bass player since John Entwistle in The Who, doesn't move, is attempting to eat his own face from the inside. Yes. But the fact is, you know, that's he's, a bass line and a half.
1: He's getting into it. Yeah. He's getting into it. Mind that shirt you referred to. Yes. Yeah. It's like someone's left a pink sock in the wash mm. with a white shirt and then tie-dyed it with blood. Yes. Yeah, yes. I think
0: it has that. Yeah. I think the pendants around the neck, I yeah, think yeah. They're, they're adding a certain other dimension to it. Mm-hmm. Yes. But um, his gesticulation as he performs yes. and his beautiful hair indeed, is just
1: lending to such a wonderfully crafted look. And what did you say the drummer's name was? Uh, Kenny Clare. Bear in mind, this is December. Yes. He's wearing a light summer blues on. Delicious sky blue. It's not appropriate for that weather. I know he's indoors, on, but...
0: But it's... he is wearing a pink shirt underneath it, so he is trying. But the fact is, they've pushed him against the curtains but got... so he doesn't cause a wire effect on the cameras.
1: But he's got that that coat on indoors. He's not going to feel the benefit. He might be indoors, but more importantly, he's in company. He is in company.
0: This is true, yeah, and the very best of thereof. And
1: it's like they bit, all are, and we are, right?
0: And then, the, the, sorry, Doc, no, I was no, no, going to no. say, the thing is, this appears to be a song recital intercut with a game of spin the bottle. You have essentially <laughs> yes. That's where I was going. Yeah. Uh, Do you want to say it then? No, no. Um, That's that's exactly what it is. I mean, it's all about Cleo. Yes. She Uh, is sitting there
1: like a fucking queen, looking down on every other bastard in that room.
0: Indeed. Now, this game has spin the bottle. So, Sheila Hancock commences the first of about 400 um, anecdotes, Uh um, which are all seem to be compressed into two, which have no tag and aren't funny. She's... Yes, this is happening during this game of oh, the aforementioned spin the bottle that yeah, you say. Yeah. I think John Thor has drank the contents of that bottle before he's arrived at Cleo and John's <laughs> because uh-huh. the the tie's undone. It's it, it looks like John's picked her up on his way from work. <laughs> yes! <laughs> and they've gone straight
1: there. I like that bit where um, Sheila's in the middle of a, an anecdote
0: mm-hmm.
1: and Cleo yeah. leans over and goes... Yeah, that's great, but it's not about me, though, is it? Try again. Yes,
0: exactly. And John Dankworth goes to change the tapes over, which he's been sorted at the beginning of the programme. Yes. And then another song called Let Me Be The One You Run To. Let Me Be The One, yeah. Um, Sheila's expression while she's watching Cleo is haunting. Well, <laughs> I thought that, but I actually look at the way they're standing. And they're, uh, well, She's standing behind Thor, her husband, sitting uh-huh. in a chair. They appear to be posing for a funeral portrait. Well... <laughs> he looks like he's stood there to move out of the way while someone's dry in the carpets. Yes, indeed. indeed.
1: John Thor has no fucking idea why he's been invited to this. He oh, can't fucking wait until it's over. He's standing there, he's thinking about the football game he's going to tomorrow. Ah. Anything to mentally not be in that room. He's working
0: out the dinner he turned down from Dennis Waterman. Yes, <laughs> he really That's is. what it is.
1: He really is. Whilst
0: John Dankworth attempts to play synth strings on a very nice, very tasteful synthesiser, but... Clearly, the words are actually nailed to the wall. We get out of that little section, and um, John does get a chance to speak. Hooray. But what the fuck's going on with those cuffs? Well, before the cuffs, he I gets. like, it, I like it, his Chelsea boot. Chelsea boots good? The Chelsea boot, yeah. Which yeah. we see clearly because he leans back on the chair and gets a bollock from Dankworth. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes. Yes. Mind me chair. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> What's the <up laughs> deal?
1: Why have you got your fucking goods on indoors? This, well, is, not, was, this
0: is not the Sweeney here. Mind those chairs, and I have got the fucking brick you
1: know what I mean? So, yeah,
0: John John's tail. Uh-huh. I was but definitely. it Yeah, but this is what I was saying about in the car on the way, after you pick her up from work. Mm-hmm. If you look, every sort of comma or full stop in that anecdote, he's side-eyeing Sheila's like, is this all right? Is mm-hmm. this all right? Mm-hmm. Now, we've all, now, we've all done it, <laughs> but at this point it's like, is this all right? And you can't see that she's actually making, like, <laughs> like ripping across the throat emblems with a mm-hmm. thumb, mm-hmm. and it's like, mm-hmm. you fucking get anywhere near anything controversial, and it'll be the cross tonight. You mention Great Yarmouth, and I'll put you through that fucking war. Yes. That's, that's essentially there that. Especially the second visit, right? And
1: that's probably part of the problem, because you know that when this programme was originally pitched... It was going to be a well, it's going to be a, like a, a late night, quiet, intimate, candid chat. It's not, it's dull as fuck. Indeed, essentially. Cleo Lane has invited around the two least interesting people she knows. Yeah. But, more well, importantly, Sheila was only ringing up to find out what day the bins were. But we have to have a musical interlude now to show oh. that
0: Johnny Dankworth is still alive. This yeah, song. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've got a little thing on my notes saying, get up there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This got me off my seat. Yes. I actually described this song as a Saxon violins. Haha. Uh-huh. Right. Um, and basically, Paul Hart playing the violin is having the most joyous time playing yeah. along with Mr Dankworth. No-one else me, Ah, but for me, the, the trick in this song is actually uh, Kenny Clare on the drums, right. who is matchless. It's what he doesn't play. Unfortunately, what he does choose to play is this song. <laughs> and the violin solo features a rather surreptitious quote from Chopin, which is out of copyright! <laughs> gotta love it, gotta love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then back to Spin the Bottle. Back to Spin the Bottle and, well, of course, we're back to Sheila, aren't we? Again. Yeah, indeed, yeah. Uh-huh. Some story about... uh About, about something. Uh, well, some story about something that they were both in, in order to make it look like it's not just uh, a side talk to a side, not like a quiz game. It was something about uh, a, her and uh, Sheila. A review they st- were in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And went it went for shambles. four hours. Yeah, yeah. And there was supposed to be this, that, the other. She was supposed to be pushed on on a truck on wheels and it got stuck. And it then Cleo cannon- Lane talks outside of her mouth. It was Cannonball Run, the musical, wasn't it? it <laughs> was. <laughs> well, it was four hours long, so it might as well have been. Or Chloe and the Bandage or something like that. It was exactly. through, yeah. <laughs> Chloe and the Bandage. <laughs> I and, pay to and see that. And then she starts talking outside of her mouth, which is what I would pay to see an entire gig of. Yes. Well, start, start about, I guess I, I, would, I would like to drink enough to be doing that. Oh, look, we're getting there. Yeah, John Thor had.
1: Right. By, by this point, Thor is fucking hammered. <laughs> he is, though. He can't remember, remember the details of anything he's saying because that man can't fight his own ass with both hands. Nah. And a torch.
0: <laughs> so, of course, then, <laughs> appropriately enough, that's the very point that he might have to be involved in his wife doing a duet with Cleo doing Uh, Make Someone Happy, a song made famous by a man with a big nose.
1: Good God.
0: Schnozzle Durante. Good God. And I think the words are now not so much, they are on a board, but instead of being nailed to the wall, they're actually nailed to Johnny Dankworth's head. (laughs) Because you don't see him during this.
1: Yeah, no, he's next door. Probably, yeah. Dankworth has had to leave the postcode. Because Sheila Hancock sounds like a cat trapped in a metal bin. Yep.
0: Yeah. And she's decided to do something funny with a characterisation.
1: Oh. Hasn't she, though? Oh.
0: A characterisation. Ken, Ken, and- Ken, 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 Ken. Clip, please. Yes. Make someone happy.
1: Make just one, someone happy. Make just one, half the art you play. to. <laughs> that, that's what it sounds like.
0: Essentially, it was what Derek Griffiths would sound like if he'd been through the sheep dip in Heads and Tails. Yep, it's a,
1: a, a hen in a blender.
0: <laughs> he drank three
1: pints of the sheep dip and then fell down the stairs.
0: Absolutely, he said, "Oh, this tastes like mushroom." Boof, <coughs> and that was it. You know. Mind John's enjoying it because he's tapping away. His fingers tapping away. Like he really enjoys the jazz. Like he's a jazz demon.
1: Yes, like he's yes. a jazz
0: demon, and clearly <laughs> a jazz mag demon. I think, actually, judging by the way the fingers move. <laughs> well, yeah, there is that
1: he's certainly onto the fifth bottle of airport
0: uh, yeah oh god mad dog I think he's been through the creator mad dog that provided <laughs> which was behind the tapes that John was sold at the beginning uh, I mean his little ditty earlier when he was talking about his life and career whatever it's it's official why he's an actor and not a comedy writer indeed god almighty mm-hmm. and you know stories usually have a start and an end yeah these have a start not in company No. Oh, well you see now, talking of in company We get to the last song This is the reason, essentially, you have to have Cleo and John on Yes it is To do their world famous scat duet You know, perfect synchronisation yep. Harmonies Just ingenious But she is staring the fuck out at him Like you play one wrong note and you're in the fucking garage tonight Yep yep. This is beautiful, beautiful music Indeed I, This blew my mind, this, the first time I ever saw this It is incredible Yeah, it is, isn't it? Um, Ken? Do the
1: honest. <laughs>
0: What about it? Come on. Proper skill. Come Proper on. skill on a programme essentially for middle-class music teachers. Uh-huh. Yeah, indeed. And then, a weird sort of thing, they run the credits over that. So you I've think, OK, this. that's the end. I've Go got on, this. Doctor, yeah, yeah, no, it, 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 it's, you're right. That's the end. Of, so big cre- it's a crescendo of an ending to it this is, show. It, it, is. Yes, it yes. is, yes. Credits. And then we cut back, of course, to Sheila. Yes, uh-huh. of course. Desperately,
1: desperately fishing for another anecdote uh-huh. because about John Thor has given up speaking for the night. He's,
0: well, he's gone home. He's given up existing for the night. He's, <laughs> he's trying to get Uber sorted. He's away, away a pig, home, he? <laughs> John does this one I thing. well, I'm going because the taxi's outside. Exactly. Yes, I've got your Mac and your purse. In fact, it's not a taxi. It's a fucking Landau. God almighty. Lid open. Yeah. In company. Absolutely. Dr. Velvet. Mm. How many pegs are you going to pin the lyrics of that song to um, John Thor's head? Nine. Fucking nine. Yeah. I enjoyed the hell out of this. It is dull, but the music, the people... There's so many uh, little, little ingredients that go to make this bit of television hell a little bit of television heaven. Nine. Mr Blackout.
1: Well, In Company has moments of brilliance. Several moments of brilliance. But like most chat shows... It's only as good as its guests. Five.
0: No, you're wrong. I'm sorry, but you're wrong. Okay. You're wrong. Wrong. Wronger than wrong. I'm happy to be wrong. How wrong are you going to prove him, Mr. Bognops? Nine pegs. Boom. No. Nine pegs. No, and the reason no, for nine no. and the reason for nine pegs is very simple. Mm-hmm. Yes, it might be challenging, but the fact is there's something about this that made me want to watch the other episodes. And you expect this to have run forever because this essentially was the forerunner of After Dark. Uh, Without the music, but with more grog, and with Oliver Reed and everybody else. The fact is, dark as how? Absolutely dark as how? Yeah, indeed. Indeed. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. And this is something that appears to have been shot at about three in the morning, and was put out at nine o'clock
1: in the evening. Half nine. Half
0: nine, yeah. Now that's the right slot for this because it's just before news night, except news night, fuck this is probably the right slot because it's just before more current affairs or a late night black and white film Mm -hmm. it's something to kind of soften people up for the kill um music's perfect great the fact it's live performances yes all right the people they are in company with not my choice but it was still so engaging because they're engaging people and i definitely i definitely desperately want to know what was on those cassettes and and yeah. I'm going to get you
1: trapped in a lift with Sheila Hancock when she's pissed. What's she say about your fucking score then? Perfect.
0: Mm. Perfect. Let's hope she's still alive.
1: Fact. Mr Blackout, the question on
0: every saxophonist's lips as they blow hard into their instrument is how many steps will it take you to get away from Hancock as she's banging on, on our 45th anecdote?
1: Cleo and Johnny, I'm doing two. Oh! Mm. <laughs> and- Cleo Lane appeared in 1980s Royal Variety Performance, as did Lionel Blair, who was in our old 1972 favourite All-Star Comedy Carnival with Peggy Mance. You
0: should be in bed, go upstairs, oh, take a pill. Just the thing to be in company
1: with. Thank you, Mr. Bognops. Sir. How many rings of the phone bell do you think it'd be that Cleo leaves it before she picks it up, then just invites you those One. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sheila Hancock trod the boards in Where Night of One Hundred Stars. But couldn't even hope to shine so brightly as Peggyman!
1: <laughs> where did you get those eyes?
0: I don't know why you say remarkably. My friend has great character. There we Nicely are. done. We like it. We like it. Doctor. We. Oui. <laughs> Was that the chair? That's the chair. <laughs> they all say that's, that. That's where I've got to. <laughs> Right, That's good. going in. So, with John Thor's... What's happening now? So, Doctor, with John Thor's fart echoing in our ears, mm-hmm. how many steps are you going to take to walk past that drummer's cardigan and walk past that uh, pianist's pink shirt in order to get to the words that are hanging on the wall by Clem Nails to get up the mountain? One.
1: <gasps> Ooh, exciting! I like dressing up for an evening ball or a social brawl in a fancy shawl and a silly frilly frock. And my big brass shoes go nick and I can knock me can knock nick and knock. John Thor
0: was of course the Inspector Morse in the episode The Fat Chance with
1: and the big best shoes gone
0: Like something in the state of Denmark, it goes rotten, Mr. T. rock Fabulous. Are we gonna place spin the bottle now? No, there's only the three
1: of us. Only the three of us! Only the three of us!
0: Only the two of us Nice <laughs> Nice Oh dearie owe oh me Right okay Well I uh, Well I simply just need to Take a lie down To get over all of this Blackout's got your socials
1: Yes thanks once again For being with us If you'd like to get in touch You can email PeggyMampPod At No Yep let's try that again
0: We've been on the drink For five days
1: Yes thanks once again For being with us If you'd like to get in touch You can email PeggyMampPod At gmail.com Or we are PeggyMampPod On Twitter Facebook And on Instagram Five-star ratings are always welcome on Spotify, iTunes or wherever you listen to us. Don't forget to go to PeggyManPod.com, check out the show notes for this episode and for all of the other ones we've done.
0: It's as simple as that. It really is. Mr. Bogknobs, thank you once again. You are most, most welcome. This has been absolutely something.
1: Endless, is the <laughs>
0: Right. Um, what isn't endless is the actual episode itself. We come to our natural conclusion, but of course, we will be back very soon here on the Peggy Mount Calamity Hour.
1: Until then.